and this is a special, special episode. Um, what, what was this, uh, Mike, Mike, and Mike, and with a mic? Is that what you were referring to this There's as? literally five mics going on here. <laughs> At Himley Hall, huh, guys? You guys got got me up early. It's uh, 5.30 a.m. here in California, but uh, I was assured this is going to be a very special episode, so... Welcome well, both mics. This is just note. This is the first sunny day in two weeks since I've been here. So I went down to the Riviera <laughs> run. It didn't pour, but it was just the UK overcast stuff. Yesterday it was nasty. And today we pulled out it, pulled out the stops and it's gorgeous here at Emily Hall. This is awesome. This is so cool. So Everyone's going to get the environment. You got a little, uh, you got all the minis in the back. I think, yeah, I mean, again, everyone that has watched this show, I know Mike Price, you're, you're probably new to it. I don't know if, uh, Mike, other Mike <laughs> gave you any rundown, but everyone always tries to have a, their, their mini in the background, a cool little setup for the video portion. And I think, uh, you guys are topping the cake right now for sure. So it'll be hard That's for someone to Mike. beat this background. We've, we, we've won. <laughs> I mean, I think in the podcast world, once you hit 21 episodes, which this will be 21, I think that's like a, a big record. So I think I'm just going to call it quits at 21 at this. Like, I can't I can't do any better. <laughs> yeah, quit while you can. Yeah. Quit while you're ahead. So. <laughs> yeah, quit while you're ahead. <laughs> awesome, so man. I, guys, right. I, I really appreciate this. lighting was horrible. So now we even got the sun at the right time. So... Yeah, it, so go ahead. I'm beautiful just, out there. I'm just here as a translator because he's very difficult to understand. So yeah. I'm I'm really just sort of the side guy. It's all about Mike today. Yeah. Well, where where I live, where <laughs> I live, yeah, is um, the, the the accents and the what do you, what do you call them in America? You know, your different areas in America, different accents for different parts. And in England, in the Midlands, is particularly varied so you get people in one part of the town doesn't understand the other people in the other part of the town so my accent is what they call black country so we sort of cut words off or don't use the first letter uh, so it does become a little bit different when foreign people like mike uh, i'm a foreign to... object <laughs> foreign object yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, we'll do our best i mean I think that's kind of like America too. There's parts of the country that we don't understand them either. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, no, no. Keep in mind, they speak the same language. We understand them, but we don't understand them. Carry on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> well, uh, we've we've heard from Mike Guido. Everyone loved that episode. By the way, they're still listening to it and still saying how great it is. Good. So. You know, it's good. It's good to have you back on. But, um, you know, the star of the show today is the other Mike. Um, so, Mike Price, the people want to know this podcast. I'm not sure how much uh, you know about it. You know, we re I like to dig into the, the history of why you got into minis. So, you know, the first question is usually like what what attracted you to the minis whenever it was, how long ago it was, what what was kind of that first memory of the mini? that kind of um, got you to where you are today on this interview? Well, 
the first one was roughly 1962. Uh, we had an old Austin A30, which is a little bubble car, small car. And we tried it up to a minute, which was then... Those are awesome. Tried it up to like a three-year-old car as opposed to a 23-year-old car. And it really went from then. It was uh, We enjoyed it. Me and my wife used to go everywhere in it. We bought up two children driving it. When it that was our day car. Uh, so when Elliot, my son, he became another mini driver. And it was a case of, Dad, can you do this? Dad, can you do that? Dad, it's finally MOT. Uh, we... We then started to look into the possibility of just repairing minis as opposed to just repairing any car. You know, I mean, we used to repair sort of Bentleys and Rolls Royces, E-type Jacks, and then you went down to the range of like uh, A35s, Oxford, Morris Oxford, and we gradually thought about buying parts. We'd got to go all over the place to buy a part for a Ford or for a Vauxhall or for a, you know, anything that came up. So we decided just to concentrate on the Mini. And what time period was this? What You said this you're the first from... A30 that you... Oh. <laughs> 1965. <laughs> <laughs> and were you a, you were a mechanic or... Yeah, well, no, I was um, a design draftsman originally. As an apprentice, okay. I was an engineering design draftsman. And I got fed up of gotcha. sitting at a desk, you know, drawing where everybody else was off. And I decided just to work for myself. Self-employed, repairing cars. And then we, when we got fed up of repairing anybody, anybody and everybody's, because of the hassle you get, um, right. we went on to just doing minis. That was it. We'll just do repair. And we got involved with, with a few clubs uh, and got their cars and we repaired them. And it just went from there. We opened um, a spare shop uh, in about 19, ooh, 1986, I think, uh, Mini World. That was our, our shop. Uh, before Mini World magazine was on the, on the scene. Um, and we, we just went from there. Now we restore classic cars, classic minis. We manufacture parts for minis, uh, apart from just coming to shows and enjoying it. You know, we've travelled all over the world, me and my wife, uh, to different mini shows. Wow. What was it about the mini? You named off, you know, all of these iconic cars, Bentleys and all these uh, other cars. What was it about the mini that was like, hey, I want to focus on this only? Was it the customers of the other cars, or was it something well, special absolutely. about the Mini that yeah. you liked? <laughs> yeah. the, re- the retail trade in England is great if you haven't got customers. <laughs> so, of course, we... Well, the Mini was cheap. It was cheap to buy. I mean, we could buy a running car, £30. And what's that in dollars? Yeah, 40 $45. £30. Car, pounds. You wow. could get... Uh, now they're thirty thousand pounds, right. but um, yeah, right. <laughs> back in the day, you know, if you've got a scrapyard, you could buy thirty quid, put it on the road, use it for a year, and then just put it back in the scrap. Uh, it was cheap wow. to run. Fuel was very, very cheap. Um, they were small, so you could go anywhere. 
Yeah, their really. roads are very tiny, <laughs> and they still are. Yeah, but that was the basic <laughs> idea. Yeah, basic idea was cheapness, cheap fuel, go anywhere, and people smile when they see you now. I mean, now when you you drive a mini now, everybody's waving to you or smiling, to, you know, and they go, "I had one of them." <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everywhere yeah. I go, yeah, someone walks up to me and says, "That was my first car." It's amazing yeah, how yeah. how many people have owned a mini. Yeah, it's yeah, it is crazy. I mean, even here, you know, and like um, your like your story too, Mike. It's it's everyone has a story about it. my aunt had one or my uncle or blah 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 blah. It's crazy. There's some um, you know, it kind of connects everybody to to yes. the mini. How was it? Uh, you know, back in you said 1965. You know, that was shortly after the mini kind of came out several years after but how popular was it actually back then was it was it as popular as they kind of make it to seem or, or no. was it something that was kind of like ramping up or because that no, was no, kind it, of the time where they started you know they were starting to make the coopers and kind of hot riding yeah. them a little bit or what that's right yeah, yeah, yeah. but it, it, it was just an ordinary day car it was a car that was designed yeah. for the the housewife to go to, to the shopping in, uh, the, to, right. go to school in and things like that. But that was quite expensive then compared. Um, so then when we sort of started racing cars and Paddy Opkirk and Monte Carlo Rally and that sort of thing, then it became an icon. So everybody sort of wanted one. Everybody wanted to be Paddy Opkirk, you know, racing around the track and things like that. So that's, a, that's when it boomed. In, right. What, 1970s, something like that? I, I don't know, I was still a child. I wonder, the 60s was just, again, with Mary Quant and uh, all the famous film stars, who were, you know, George Harrison, Paul McCartney, uh, yeah. everybody, yeah. all the film stars wanted one so they could be seen to be driving, you know, a minute. And then, of course, right. as it got more popular and more people wanted them, the price increased then. So that they they became mm. sort of out of the range of the average average person in the street. You know, they all had to go to like Ford KAs and you know Fiestas and things like that. So now they're, they're yeah. really out of the reach. Yeah, yeah, it's um, prices nowadays for sure are definitely still going up. It's uh, yeah. getting harder and harder to acquire when it's um, such a fun it's pretty impossible yeah yeah i mean that's the one thing you know i do yeah yeah i mean that's the one thing i kind of help people with all the time people email me or or message me and like hey what you know how much do i need or what car should i look for and it's you know it's tough you know that you kind of got to get a project to save some money but if you're not mechanically inclined or you end up spending more than just buying a brand or not brand new one, but you know what I mean? A, a nice example of one, but uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know what the prices are like in the UK, but here in the U S and Southern California, man, they're trying to sell these cars for 20, 30, $40,000. And it's like a, you know, late model Rover. It's not like a Mark one, two or three, something like that. So it's, right. it's tough. <laughs> well, yeah, it's the same. The equivalent in England is the same. I mean, the last one, I think, yeah. but it was a works rally car or a works rally car, inverted commas. 
145,000 US English pounds. That would Whoa. Be. You know, that's big wow. money. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's big money. Yeah. But it's a works rally car, so. <laughs> no, that's cool. Yeah. 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 yeah that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Air in the tires. This is a rally car. The rest of it's fake. Uh, my, yeah, right. Mike Guido, you might remember this one. I think it, 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 just because it's kind of a quirky one. But what's that? Um, that like kind of beach, the beach mini with the wicker seats. I saw one of those sell for like two hundred thousand or something like that, wasn't it? Yeah. On. on yeah. The, yeah. Those website are crazy. in the U.S. Yeah. Well, and also on that same yeah, website, bring a trailer, so. yeah, there was a 73 automatic on there. And that, that is like the least desirable mini of mm-hmm. all minis. And it was in really good condition. And these two, I assume they're rich guys, got in a bidding war for the last uh, half hour. And then it just kept going. And it started at 13.5, which was to me about max, just because the body was in good in great shape. Yeah. It went on until it went for $50,000. So some rich guy's wife wanted an automatic and wanted a mini and here, dear. So Ronnie's not getting one. Wow. Well, if I would have known, yeah, if I would have known that, I I know a couple guys in the, yeah, I know a couple of guys here that would have uh, sold it for uh, 40,000. I'm going to start to, can you imagine being the owner of a trailer and right. Oh, Imagine and they find the out that it's not worth fifty thousand. Oh, just watching it, ching ching ching. So, yikes! Wow, that's crazy, man. Yeah, that's the prices nowadays are going insane. But um, uh, I want to jump back. You mentioned Mini World. Um, so it currently is still a spare shop and and a magazine. It's the same thing, or am oh, I confusing no. the two? No. Now, Mini World Magazine is a totally different totally uh, different. Entity. Yeah, that's nothing to do with me at all. Time for a plug. I'm writing okay. a story on Heavenly Hall for Mini World Magazine, so you'll get to see all the pictures of what you can't see now. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> when we, um, it was just one of the things where, well, we're going to open a shop. We're going to sell spares for Mini. What, what do we call it? And I think my daughter came up with Mini World. Yeah, yeah that's fine. There was nobody yeah. else got Mini World, you know. You went, we hadn't got to worry about, uh, you know, licenses or things like that. And she went into right. the town. I mean, we only live in a small town, um, and she come back with a magazine, Mini World magazine, number one. I went, yeah, <laughs> somebody, and I went, because eh. we would have had a lot of contests between, you know, we wanted to use Mini World, but we'd have had a, you know, sort of a. A lawyer coming to us say you can't use that and all. But I, I, right. I found Mini World and I said, "Look, do you realise that there's a company called Mini World, and it's mine, and we've been going since about 1982, something like that." And they went, "Oh, oh," and the chief exec there said, "Well, if you don't sue us, we won't sue you, and we'll just live together." And, that, <laughs> and from then on, it was like. Oh, I mean, I get on well with well, I've known most of the uh, the editors, and they come down to me and come down to the shop, and you know things like. That. We've always had a good relationship with Mini World Magazine, I must admit, because they are the best mini magazine oh, in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Randy keeps saying, 
Huh? <laughs> you should say Mini World. That's yeah, Restoration. restoration. What, rest, what are you? Mini World Restoration. restoration? Okay. <laughs> Mi- Although I don't really want any more work. <laughs> Mini World. I was going to say. Uh, so many world so you so you're still taking customer cars then huh oh yes yes we still do although i'm sort of let the people know where where do you have a what's the website do you have a website no we don't we don't even have a website it's word of mouth nowadays huh yeah i've been in the mini trade for i don't know nearly 50 years and people know what i do they know that I can do it or I can leave it. A bit like Mike, if I was to say, well, I want to go seven weeks into a holiday, then I can do it at my age. And I ain't got to worry about customers ringing and saying, when's my car going to be ready? Hey, please note, I'm doing it, but I'm not his age. Go ahead. <laughs> You're getting there. Um, but yeah, yeah. If, if you have customers come and say, I want to restore this, I'll say, well, yeah, I'll restore it, but it's restored in between what I do other other than just restoring a car. I don't go to work just to restore a car. I I got to work to enjoy myself. Yeah. I hey you can't ask for much more of that. Exactly. I right. like that. Some being some, here in the sunshine. Yeah. I'll be working tonight because yeah, I still yeah. have to work, but during the day over here this is just amazing. Yeah. With people yeah, like Mike. It looks beautiful out. Oh it is it's it is really nice. What you can't see is a lake in front of us with the, the breeze coming off the lake and all the ducks and things like that. But, yeah, it's just a nice wow. venue. Yeah. I wore flip-flops yeah, what... this morning for the first time in two weeks. <laughs> oh, really? I was going to say, isn't that your I normal attire? Yeah, I had to put shoes on because it was all foggy, wet. For It's been raining. Uh, so I, I get you. I get you. And I wanted my bucket list. shirt for the coronation. Right. So we watched it on TV yesterday. So it's yeah. kind of cool to be in England and watch it. Uh, it turns out my invitation was going that way when I was coming this way. Yeah. So I had to watch it on TV. That's Someone kinda... asked me yesterday. I said I was I was going to do this podcast with you guys over in uh, in England, and they're like, "Oh, ask them about the coronation." I was like, "I don't I don't know if they really care. I'm not sure." Like, <laughs> yeah, we watched it. Well, we should have all watched it. It's a, yeah, because we're running around trying to get all this stuff to work. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm curious of if it's a big thing for Americans to watch versus the people that actually live in the country, but I'm not sure. The, I saw a bunch of coverage on it too, so it's. Well, they so really get into it over here. They've got the bunting, the flags, uh, everything yeah. is 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 huge over here. There's a lot of uh, street. There'll be street parties tomorrow. They close a complete oh, street yeah. and they put the tables in the middle and they have a. Yeah, me, when they had oh, when wow. they had the jubilee last year, uh, I was here, and it was so cool to go through all the little towns and villages because every one of them was decorated, and uh, I, I wasn't wow. able to stay long enough to, for the actual day, but just seeing it all getting ready, it's really cool. I mean, they really have, they've been around for how many thousand years or something? Ten sixty six. Ten sixty six. Okay, I'll wow. let you do the math. And, uh, yeah, it, it's just really awesome. And, and, like, the other day I was at, uh, like, a little hippie shop uh, down near the Riviera Run, and I'm chatting with the guy, and, and his shop 
the building is older than the United States. It's where they used to hang up nets, and they used to explain how, why the shop is so long. They'd use eight-year-old kids to come and hang the nets after they were washed. It's just really cool over here. There's so much history. So that's why a I'm A lot here. of history. I haven't yeah. been in a really long time, uh, and it's one of my bucket lists to get back over there for Himley Hall or, you know, I've heard Bingley's cool, London to Brighton. I want to do one of these mini shows or runs or something. It's, um, you know, well, you I've always – IMM. Yeah, you need to do an IMM. IMM yeah. is it. Yeah, yeah. You need to do yeah. it. These are nice. Uh, it's beautiful well, to see everybody's car, but an IMM is literally a party of about 3,000 classic minis, give or take. Depends what country's holding it. Well, is IMM always... I was going to say it's always in a different country, right? Yeah. It, uh, it started in Germany uh, way, way back, I think 40 oh. odd years ago. Uh and okay. it was localized to the German clubs, you know, like Strasbourg, Hamburg, Berlin. And then it went into Switzerland for a couple of meetings. Um, and then it went into Austria for two or three meetings. And then it sort of began to go wider and wider. And eventually, I think the first one in England was in oh, Silverstone. And then every okay. five years, it's in the UK. So okay. that every, every like, this year it's in uh, go on. Italy. Well, in it, Italy. Yeah, this year is Italy. Next then year. next year it's in Germany, and then next year is the fifth year, or should be the fifth year. A little bit of congestion there. Uh, Germany because, was supposed to be a fifth year. Yes, Germany was, but because of the COVID, yeah. Then we've sort of uh, relented and saying, well, yeah, we'll, we'll let Germany do their effort, and then it comes back to the UK in the next year, and then it's okay. in. Another country which to be decided uh, at the international mini meeting in is Italy, because what happens is the yeah. format is anybody any club can do an IMM, but they must be at an IMM meeting, president's meeting, where you get the president of all the clubs meet. They discuss what's going on, what's going to go on, when it's going to be, and then you have to put. Um, mm -hmm. A request forward uh, with, you know, saying we're going to do this. It's going to be here. It's going to be how, when. How much is the beer is always a question yeah. at the yeah. president's meeting. And then it's, um, there's a vote of hands. You know, if two or three clubs put their requests in to hold it, then there's a show of hands and that's where it goes. No arguments. That's where it goes. Okay. Sounds um, simple enough. It's as simple as that. But when... It's in the UK. It's got to be in the UK every five, every fifth year, which usually is the anniversary. So you know, like the 50th, the 55, the 60th. Yeah, so it ends in fours in or nines. Yeah. So, of course, um, with the COVID, then it's upset because events was cancelled. It went Germany, Italy, Germany, Germany Italy. now back to yeah. Italy or something now. Yeah. And that's why so Germany of course, gets it's it. caused congestion now because... We couldn't vote where it was going to be held in two years' time because the council. And then you've got oh. to, the next year it's going to be the fifth one. So it's going to be an interesting president's meeting in Italy, I think. But an IMM, <laughs> if you can only do one trip over, that's what you have to do it for. It really doesn't matter what country it is. Pick mm. your favorite country to see where it's going to be. Uh, the, the parties at night are – it's neat because when I went to my first – IMM. It was a mini 50 that 
this guy uh, was a big part of putting it on. It was his club that hosted it in Birmingham. And uh, I went. It was my first time in England, uh, first time wow. on IMM. And I went to see all the cars. But within about halfway through the first day, it's like, look at all the people. The people were amazing. Yeah. For, the, for, the, for the England one, people literally come from all over the world. A lot do for the other ones, but England is the event. We and had, uh, how many countries? We had 78 countries represented. And, and we had a flag literally for everyone. And everybody hugs everybody. It's it's yeah. it, You leave there thinking that if everybody in the world owned a classic mini, there would be no war. That's right. Other than my car's not <laughs> running. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, but, yeah but it always seems to, like that. Yeah. Well, that event took us five years to plan. Wow. It was huge. Uh, it, well, it's, it's the biggest one that's ever been. It's the biggest mini event that's ever been held anywhere in the world. Uh, and it wow. was held at Longbridge, where the car was built. It was built on. Uh, Whoa, in the cool. Yeah. But, um, that's super cool. Do they. Uh, so was the like the new mini production still being done in that factory, or was there an old Long Bridge? Did he say something? He said, I swear. I, yeah. Um, <laughs> Am I? I'm not question? supposed to say that. <laughs> no, no. It was 2009. Ours was 2009, and the, the BMW wasn't produced yeah. till 2000, 2001. So we didn't have the inconvenience of having to sort of accommodate that car. <laughs> Listen, you know, in the United States, that's all people know is that many. It's it's funny. Mike, do you get this when you're driving your classic around and you pass like a new mini and you expect them to kind of like ooh and awe over it and they just like have no idea? And they, they have, no idea. They have no idea. They have no idea. When it first came no out, idea. the, whole, it's so the whole thing was this is a life changing thing for me. I'm going to have a BMW mini for the rest of my life. Yeah. And then two years later, they bought a Volkswagen. Yeah. So, and over here, I'd say about one <laughs> out of every 10 cars on on the motorway is a BMW. A BMW. And it's, you know. Well, that, that, that's why it was produced, because they knew they couldn't sell any new uh, old minis into the U.S. because they couldn't get them in the safety yeah. factor. Because a mini has a smack, yeah. and you've got it. You know, the bits fly off it, yep. you know, like, well, and you, you kill off the people around you. So, the, I mean, I was involved yeah, with the BMW yeah. right from the start in Munich. Uh, we had to go over there and, and they're talking to us about it. And, and I said, well, the most people who don't want your BMW is German people. They produced it in Germany. Yeah, they did. Yeah. But it's, been, it's integrated now. It, it's there and it ain't going to it ain't going to go away so yeah, at the yeah. IMM there was a vote at the IMM for President's meeting again do we let the BMW come in or do we not and the vote was yes so it was in oh. so that, that was it yeah I mean listen I I have a, a new Mini it's a, my daily driver it's a, it's a fine it's car it's not it's a... <laughs> Wait, you got, you got, you got to wait. You got to wait. I, what I was going to say is, when I turned sixteen, my parents weren't like, "Hey, in Texas, let me, let me get my sixteen-year-old, fifteen-year-old son a classic mini tin can to drive around with all these these trucks." 
So, you know, it's, uh, I think it's everyone that gets the new mini really wants the classic mini, but it's whatever they can afford or safety or something like that. But we all know which one's better. It's no comparison. End of story. Moving on. I mean, like, for example, it's a different car. I was at Tesco, whatever, and I, to get gas, petrol, and I pulled the key out and the plastic part comes off the key. And it's like, that's what a mini is. So I pulled the other piece out and I opened up the boot and I had to take a, a, a scissors and drill the hole through the plastic so I could put a zip tie to fix my key. A couple of days earlier, I was uh, I, I, I got in the car and I hit my immobilizer and uh, turned the key to find out that the battery is dead in the immobilizer. So now the alarm is on and I'm sitting in the car and it's like if I open the door and I was in Patty, I'm a nice quiet town. The sirens are going to go off. So I rolled down the passenger window and climbed out. That's what a mini is. You never know what's going to yes. happen. In fact, just driving this from up there to great... here, it won't idle. And Mike looks at me. I'm like, I just got to get home tomorrow, home being up at mini sport. Uh, and then they can work on it for a week before I head for Italy. So uh, you never know. It's, oh, that's man. the enjoyment. That's, well, yeah, yeah, I won't yeah. say enjoyment. It's the uh, you never know Hustle. what's going to happen. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, it's the experience. It's the experience. Yeah, and you have to laugh. So when I broke the key off, it's like, oh come on. So yeah, good good times. I've right, said Mike? this many. I've said it so many times on the podcast. I've done a road trip in my mini and like stopping at a gas station, getting back in in the car, and the car won't start. And I'm like, "What's going on?" And tinkering, clean a couple of grounds, and it fires up, and you're just like, "Woo!" Let's, it's just like the experience of it. And but um, so I, I want to jump to uh, Mike. Go oh, go. No, no, go. Go. Well, I was gonna say I don't I don't know if you knew, but uh, Mike uh, on the in the mini sixty. So 2019, uh, he graced us with his presence at our CMU uh, Mini 60 yeah. event. So uh, uh, is that your second time over? No, the first, it was the first, the first time. time. It was literally the first time we've been in a plane, never mind flying to the U.S. <laughs> so Whoa, okay. we got to show him the uh, And this the was CMU in Vir- Virginia, outfit. yeah? Yes, yeah, uh, it was in Withville. Awesome. And uh, uh, so I found him in the hotel. Thought he was lost, found him, and so he rode in the uh, the turbo <laughs> with me. And there's a place called the Snake. Uh, it it's better than the Dragon because, well, there's you get killed easier. There's no lines. There's no uh, uh, no lawn for It's more dangerous. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I was going to tell you a story now where I was crapping myself. That's bad that, That's why. Oh come on. <laughs> That's why I've got vinyl seats in my class and my turbo mini because I don't trust the passenger. So I was having brake problems. Uh, they were fading pretty quick. And we've got oh, a, a spirited group, a touring group, and now we have created kind of a super spirited group. So about five of us uh, left before everybody else after lunch. And we were, I, so I, you know, I used to race, so I just wanted to scare the out of them right and uh and so we went for it and we just left everybody and then it was like okay let's just slow down there's a long straightaway we'll just slow down wait for them to catch up well when we got to the end of that straightaway i I still had to tap the brake a little bit and i had no brakes so in reality if we would have gone one more corner it would have 
We'd have been gone. It would have been. Who's anyway. ready to hold hands? Who's ready to hold hands and go? Yeah, that's it. We're on our way. But it did get to the point where we were in this other little town, and there's a hairpin that you didn't know it was a hairpin, and you go up, and then it's a hairpin and a sharp right-hand turn. So it kind of launches the mini in the air, and then when you're in the air, you notice you have to turn. Well, there is no turning. So the front tires, when they finally land, they're just uh, chirping across the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the sticky O32Rs. And he's screaming like a little girl. Nah, and nah, nah. when we got to lunch, he's like, uh, oh, uh, oh, 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 I'm riding with someone else. No, no, that was the next day. Oh, no, no, no. no. You day. you got out of the car. He wouldn't get in the Turbo Mini anymore. <laughs> he said his stomach couldn't she would, take it. Good thing it was before <laughs> lunch, right? Well, <laughs> yeah, if that was after lunch. Yeah, yeah. Oh, if it had been before lunch, it'd have been. Yeah, yeah. If, if that, <laughs> but I looked in the mirror and every minute was doing it because yeah. you didn't know, it and then you just see him, boom, and oh, and shit. <laughs> but you couldn't do that in the UK because the roads are that. Yeah, the roads here. The roads are that you beat crap up in England. Yeah. You couldn't do that um, if you went trying to do that in the I UK. I was going to ask the question: How how's the yeah, how are the roads compared? Like, are there um, kind of canyon roads similar to the snake in in the UK? No, not really. No, we flattened all our. The Romans built our. <laughs> the Romans built our roads. Well, if you read, if you read Roman history, the Romans just went from A to B in a straight line. I mean, you can you can literally go from London uh, to Anglesey in Wales, North Wales. On a road that's dead straight, you can do like 300 oh, miles geez. without going. That's no fun. You know, like, <laughs> like in the US, but that's a that's a problem now. We've got straight roads, and we've built villages on the right and the left, and we've only got little roads going to them. So you, you, there's that much traffic in the UK now. It's just impossible to do mm. on in the, in the Smokies. Right, yeah. but the little roads. To kind of answer your question, they're like rally roads. They're one lane, but it's two cars. And it's yeah. constantly like this. All the corners are blind. And it, it's kind of equivalent. Yeah. Some of them would be equivalent to what we've done, except the roads are extremely rough and you can't see anything. So yeah. I love when I'm following another Mini because when they go around the corner, I wait to I see if there's that. sparks or fenders coming up in the air and if nothing happens i know i can go for it and then i mean it's it's fun because yeah. these little roads most of them are 60 mile an hour limit you're not going to reach that not on a two lane we have, we yeah. have the problem yeah. where now if you come to a roundabout that's on, it's typical the one by our house you go around to come onto the island obviously when you're coming on the left hand side of the road they put a tree or a fence like six foot <laughs> So you can't actually see the car that's coming round. If there's a car coming round the island, you have to stop. And if you don't stop, it's, you know, you get somebody yeah. put you off the road. The, the, min, the Mini 50, we rented a, a motorhome to come down to uh, his event. And you get to a, a roundabout, and it was at an angle, and we had this big motorhome that was an automatic that I didn't know how it would automatic. It was a stick automatic. I didn't know how it worked. But I'd have to have... My foot on the gas, my foot on the brake, you could smell the clutch. So obviously it's a dry clutch. And like you said, these roundabouts are blocked. So you can't see. And then like, if you see it open, you just punch it. And then everybody yells, stop in the motorhome. And you slam and you hear all the dishes crashing. 
good good fun <laughs> so but yeah the road over here every time i think of a roundabout every time i think of a roundabout in like uh england or or europe did you guys ever watch a european vacation with chevy chase oh yeah no i'm not and and, and they 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 go to they go to europe and they go around this roundabout and they're they get stuck in it because they couldn't like they couldn't figure out how to get out and there's so much stress it kept going around around like all day (laughs) (laughs) well one worked good the other day at, at the river run, I was behind a much bigger car, and there's two classics behind me. So when I got to the roundabout, I just went for it. And screeching around the roundabout, I wiped out probably my left front tire, but got behind the classics and felt at home again. Yeah. So uh, they worked oh, for that. That's too. cool. <laughs> well, Mike, um, I heard that you went to a recent Japan Mini Day. Is that true? Yeah, that's that. I did, yeah, I went to that. Yeah. I, How's that uh, uh, compare to something like you're at today? You know, I, I I've always kind of, um, well, you know, I've, I've always been there. into <laughs> British cars and many. Oh yeah, yeah. I've always been into British cars, and then you know the kind of Japanese car culture is getting big in the United States, and then I realized it's like, oh man, they like Japan has a ton of classic mini culture they do they do it a little different stuff like that so i've seen a lot about the japanese mini day um so i'm curious of how it how it kind of compares to like i said something that you're at today it's totally different to, 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 to today um the japanese people are that polite they're that friendly they do anything for you uh you're just welcome there as if you you was a long lost friend and the Japanese treat the Mini as like a god. All the cars are all pristine. They're all like up to showroom condition. I mean, I visited um, a gentleman named wow. Mariyama, um, who owns 700. Yeah. Cars. He took me. I mean, Whoa. this was just a, a yeah, day out yeah. in my... I mean, it was one of the places where I wanted to visit when I got to Japan, apart from the Mini Day itself. Right. And Mariyama said, yeah, you've just come over. Went on the train, on the bullet train, 200 miles an hour. Got it just outside Tokyo. Because um, I, I knew Mariyama from, from a long, long time ago. Uh, we were friends. And he, uh, okay. hey, come on in, sit down. You go in his workshop. Uh, he took me around the workshop. He took me around his shop where all the spares and things were. He took me to his warehouse where all his cars was, you know, I spent maybe four hours in just one mini dealer wow. in Tokyo. And he said, well, do you want to get and see the other cars? I went, yeah, okay. Of course, he took me in another car. We went out about 20 minutes out in the suburbs. And there's this warehouse with like 700 cars all lined up. And, you know, you, you look wow. at these cars. They must have come from the UK. They must have come at some time. And then we got, we got he speaks very, very good English. And we got speaking yeah. to him and saying, well, where did you get that one from? Because we're talking like pre-production cars, which was uh, sort of 1957, 58, and then wow. there was launched in 59. He's got four yeah. of the original production cars in his workshop in Japan. And I went, well, what are them two well, there? And I how went, did he get those? They're four-door. And I went, well... We never saw a four-door mini in England 
until Radford started producing it, probably in the, yeah. in the 70s and 80s. He's got the two pre-production right. four-door cars sitting on the front of his showroom. He's got cars that's... What? With He's got them all over the place. I mean, there's, there's places to go in Japan where Dinky is another one. He's another um, big dealer in there. Same kind of thing, not so big as Mariyama. Uh-huh. Uh, Dinky, he was another one who will go out tonight. I went, okay, we'll go out. You go out, what do you want to eat? Do you want to eat Japanese or do you want to eat English or do you, you know? I said, well, whatever you mean. So it was like yeah. sushi, which, you know. And he says, uh, do you want a, a delicacy or do you want a, a I said, well, when in Japan, <laughs> and we had puffer fish. Puffer fish is one of the deadliest fish you can eat. Right. Can I, I have mean, two slices? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Let's have a go at that. And you have to train someone like 30 years to learn how to cook the puffer fish. We had it. Yeah. We had puffer fish. Then he said, well, we'll go for a drive in with Cooper S. I'm going, oh, yeah, I've got a couple of Cooper S's. And he went, this is a Speedwell one, which was Graham Hill's. I mean, huh. so he's got Graham Hill's Speedwell. Cooper S over there. Went and had a ride round. Wow. Had a ride round. He said, we'll just visit a friend. I went, yeah. Went to a friend's house. Big, big house in a big, you know. In the garden, there's a big shed, bigger than my house. And it's just laid out as sky electrics. A complete sky electrics track in the back garden that's bigger than my house. Slot cars. Slot cars. What you would call wow. slot cars. Anything oh. that from the UK, they will buy. It's on it's is real. Um, but I mean, you go on about the Japanese. I mean, they was absolutely fantastic. The mini day itself, yeah. it's done on a different lines to the way we do a show. Um, they have static cars. They don't have a concourse. They have an invited hundred cars. Uh, and mm-hmm. because I was there, I was the one who got to go and pick the best car out, and it's like. You close your eyes and you just went, I'll have that one. And that's how good. Yeah. 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 One of my um, friends here, one of my friends here went, um, Taiki, he, um, he's Japanese and he said it was incredible. And, you know, the, their car culture, I think is kind of what you described. It's, it's the the attention to detail on, on their builds are, are, are incredible, but yeah. yeah, it seems like they do some really unique things. I see a lot of uh, their later models that they do a, a fantastic Mark One lookalike, or those cool um, pickups that are coffee shops in the back of the bed. You know, they just do a lot of really cool things, ice cream trucks and stuff. But um, yeah, that's one of my bucket lists too. Is uh, obviously now instead of uh, any meat is IMM and then um, yeah. Japanese Mini Day. Those are two two big bucket lists. And the CMU. That, well, that, that's how we met. And see that's, that's, that's easy, <laughs> Mike. <laughs> the, Jap- the Japanese came to Birmingham in 2009 and they hired a plane. Okay. They hired yeah. their own plane to come to the IMM. And I went, yeah. you could have, you said, yeah, we want to bring a few cars as well. <laughs> so they all turned um, into Birmingham. I'm going, they've just landed at Heathrow. And just drove up to England in their own car. You know, they've got, they've got plenty of 
of money. They're, yeah. they're, they're quite rich. Um, but once you meet them, they're friends for life. Yeah. Right. Incredible. I'm gone. I'm sorry. We were only five more weeks. It's all right. We, we speak to it. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we get. <laughs> we, oh, like, man. See, I became so Mike, someone over um, here because I know Mike. Uh, <laughs> something like that, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> so, that was yeah. it. So we kind of touched on this earlier, but, um, you know, how, how many prices are kind of getting higher and higher and higher, but somebody that's been doing it for so long, if someone is listening to this podcast that wants to get into minis, what, what kind of advice would you give, give them on kind of how to get into classic minis, uh, something, you know, that would help them, uh, in terms of that, of should they get a project, should they save their pennies, get the best that they they possibly can afford what any advice on that well i think the second thing was just buy what you can afford um projects you can buy projects that'll they're just a money pit absolute money pit <laughs> you can throw thousands of pounds at a minute uh and still not have what you want so you just i would say yeah. for myself i would buy a project because i know exactly what's going to come up at the end of the day, you know, when I, when you take the wing off or you take the eye right. panel off, I'll just do this a little bit, and then it goes on, and then you had to take this off, you had to cut this out, you had to do the floor. Whereas a lot of people now in the UK, well, I suppose all around the world, there's cars that have been half repaired. They've bought them as projects and go, oh, this is yeah. a bit too big for me. They've done a lot of work, so you mm. buy the project with half of work done. And then you you finish it off. I mean, I I bought a car in Ireland yep. uh, seven or eight years ago, and somebody had put wings on it, they'd put mm-hmm. eye panels on, they'd put a load of work into it, and he just went, oh, I'm fed up with that. You know, I'll just sell it on. I'll sell it. And it's here today. Yeah. It's a car I'm using now. But if you go out, I would never buy from a trader, although I'm a trader myself. Uh, there's a, quite a few... <laughs> disreputable traders if you if you know what i mean they'll, they'll sell you the car yeah. and then it's like like we had an experience yesterday in buying a, um the thing in in uh Cody's yesterday with a they wouldn't, they wouldn't let us check it out the shop and open it up we couldn't bring it back if it were the one we wanted and that's exactly the same as mini you know if you take the one you want you'll never be satisfied with it Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so, it's a uh, it's a tricky uh, market to navigate. Yeah, it comes down to my my thought is always spend as much as you can on a good one because, like he said, you don't know how deep you're going to keep going. So save up the money if yeah. you don't have enough to get a really good one. But unfortunately, in the U.S., to get a good one, you're look years ago, not many years ago, it was six seven grand. Now you're up to 12 to 15 or 16 or 20 yeah. and you're not going to find a 20 yeah. year old that that can afford it so yeah. i'm glad we've got all of our minis because we can't afford anymore well th- this is <laughs> in in the uk it still happens but you never know what you're buying you never know mm-hmm. if you're buying mm-hmm. a 1960 well 
somebody who knows a little bit about it will know what a 69, a 61 looks like, or a 59 right. looks like, or a 62, or a 70, and then a 90. You know what they look like. But even so, right. the tag, you call them tags. Yeah. Well, tags, you call them. Yep. Them are the number plates. VIN numbers. VIN. VIN numbers have changed on minis. Like, <laughs> they just throw them up in the air and we'll, we'll put that one on that one and we'll put that yeah. one on that yeah. one. And then you get the, the young lads or yeah. kids who think they know a little bit. They go and buy a mini and they go, that ain't that car. You know, what we've got in England Happens is... to the best of us. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But but in, the, in England, you don't have to pay any tax on a car that's 40 years old. You know road tax. Oh, you don't have right. an MOT. You only have to have it insured. So then... Everybody that's got a, a oh. 90 card or, a, or an 85 card, they go, oh, I know where there's a logbook for that. So they buy a logbook for a 62 car. They put it on the 90 car. No tax. No, um, yeah. you know, no road tax. No MOT. All I've got to do is insure it. And then somebody a little bit smart comes along and goes, does it not go through any inspection to get to that point, though? Like, I would assume that the the inspection people would be like, this isn't a 62, but I don't know. Here they might not know. They'd be like, oh, that's just an old car that, you know, but. I get customers all the time with a fuel-injected airbag 1961 Mini. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm just like, man, that's worth oh, a yeah. fortune. Yeah, only if you, only yeah, if you tell one of a. One it's of a kind. production by what? 50 years or <laughs> yeah. 40 years. But yeah. this is what happens, you see. The value yeah, of the car yeah, yeah. diminishes. You, like you say, somebody who's a little bit knowledgeable goes in, well, that car ain't worth that kind of money. It's got sliding windows in it or it's got wind-up windows in it. That's the big giveaway. You get a, a sort of 60, yep. I don't know, they come out 80, something like that, when the, when, when the wind-ups came. 70. So if you've got a car that's registered... With wind-up windows before that, you know very well they they just swap the tractor. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But um, all right. Well, hey, Mike. Uh, so we have a little uh, segment on this show called the Patty Probe. It's a list of uh, okay. list of questions um, that uh, we it might be controversial or a little a little difficult. Are you? Are you uh, willing to participate? He'll do anything. Yeah, why, why not? Why not? Go for it. <laughs> All right, first question. Okay. What is your... Yeah, that's what I want. I want provocative. Uh, what is your favorite mini variant? What is my favorite variant? Variant? And I, would say, I would probably say the Moke. I mean, the Mini Moke. I mean, it, it's the a moke, utility vehicle. Right. It goes anywhere, you know. Unfortunately, this weather is great this for is the Moke. Day. Yeah. But when it rains, it's not so great. <laughs> but Moke, yeah, I, I like the Moke. The variant. <laughs> not driving a Moke too often. No. I like that answer. I like that. Um, this one might be difficult. Um. How many minis have you owned, and how many do you currently own? It, it would be probably 150 plus. Really? Oh, wow. 
they've been in 50 years. 50 years? Yeah. Wow. Uh, currently own um, one. Wow. Uh, one. It's four in a garage. Two. <laughs> uh, I'll go work for it. There's four. You should see his house. He's got the collection of every little gizmo giveaway or whatever from every IMM, every event he's been to. Uh, there's a thing at the IM while he's counting. Uh, here, do you need the calculator? Ten. 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 It took you that long to count ten? Ten. Oh, I'm just thinking where they are. <laughs> you got this one here. You got me Mark 2S at home. You got another Mark 1S at home. You got a, believe you. Uh, Mini 25 at home. You got a Mark One Cooper at home. You got a, uh, a Mini Twenty Five at home. Uh, you got one, two, three in the yard. Yeah, ten. <laughs> not not all drivable. I must admit, not all drivable. But but the the one S is drivable. I'm doing my own S is drivable. The Twenty Five drivable. The Equinox is drivable. And that belonged to my wife. So it's uh, sent So side note about his house. All right. You go in there, it's like a museum of every mini event everywhere. And there's this thing at IMM that, oh, that uh, so whoever puts it on doesn't have to do a whole lot of cleanup afterwards because everything's taken. And they've come down to where it's kind of a, a gentleman's sport that don't take anything until a certain point of the IMM because a lot of it's decorative and whatever, but you can be in the main party building and all of a sudden, once the one thing is nicked, it's a free for all. So Mike has a nice collection of every (laughs) IMM uh, proudly everywhere throughout his house. So uh, pretty cool to stay there and see all this stuff. I've got a, that is a, cool. garage, a garage up the side of the house that we extended to the back of the house, and then we built a conservatory on. So you've got uh-huh. the side windows of the conservatory, looks into the garage at the cars that I'm... <laughs> so I'm still trying to figure out what he nicked from our CMU that's event. That's super cool. You didn't take anything? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Nothing there. Today. <laughs> wow. From an RV or, or something an like RV, that. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're hoping Nothing he comes cool. back over Nothing again. Cool. Uh, I've up I've upgraded my brakes. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and I know that corner. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah, but it, it like you say, practice it, it, for you. Uh, although some of the IMM people don't understand what we do, it ain't through stealing. You know, it ain't through robbing someone or robbing somebody. It's just part of a, a souvenir of the event, if you like. Um, I mean, we, we yeah. I nearly got yeah. sent to prison but for doing the one down at um, Kent. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> just a little story. We. Do you have time my, for this? My, I've got some friends in yeah, Ireland. Yeah, no, that's fine. I mean, my, my friends in Ireland, they would do anything or go anywhere or do anything for you. That's great. Uh, They're absolutely fantastic. And we're coming out of uh, the IMM in Kent, and we're walking past a little, a little bar that they'd made into like a pub, and they'd put a sign outside the pub, and it was called uh, 
the rusty subframe on a swinging sign and put a chap named Paul Kelly was trying to get this sign and he's shaking the pole to actually break the pole off or get the sign down. So Paul, oh, uh, security came along and went, sort of looked, Paul sat down and I'll, I'll come along after and I go, what are you trying to do? So I went, down comes the sign, away goes the sign, and the security <laughs> guard has me and like, off, you're out. I went, oh, oh, no. to the end. and he took the sign, I never, but, but the, the thing was then after, Paul didn't know where the sign had gone. It had gone back to the, wherever. <laughs> So I was in Ireland in about a month's time. So I had one made uh, by Sticky Fingers, exact replica of the one that we took down. So the next show we went to in Ireland, I put this flag up, pole, and I put the right, this sign on. And he goes, where did you get that from? I went, Kent. He went and took it. I said, well, I knew where they took it. So I went and took it back. <laughs> and that, that's in my garage. Everything's in his garage. <laughs> but that, that's just part and part. That's awesome. I, I, Mike's coming, watch it. <laughs> so, so one of the IMMs, I think, uh, uh, Portugal, I think it was, we brought about 50 blow up beach balls with the CMU logo on it and everything because it's a huge party. And uh, so we're back right. there blowing up all these balls. And uh, so you wait until the party just gets smashing. And we uh, just started tossing them all over. But it didn't work because when someone sees <laughs> one, they grab it, they immediately pop the valve, push it all out and stick it in their pocket. So never again. It was a neat idea. Just to- <laughs> Pink balls, but it was uh, sucked down. No, another one never flew. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, well, two thousand nine, like I said, we had, the vibe. Yeah, well, we had um, like seventy-eight countries, so we had seventy-eight flags. What we did, we got a, all the kids. We gave them a flag and they paraded it in, and we hung the flags up in in the arena. You know right. where the music was. We had, um, I don't know if you're old enough to remember Roy Wood from Wizard. ELO? ELO. ELO? Do you know ELO? Electric Light Orchestra? No. No. no I'm pushing this button. No. Which one is he? <laughs> <laughs> so, Roy Wood was, was a really top artist. He was a really, really good artist in the UK. Um, and we had, he was our, our main event. So, of course, the main event's going on. You take your, uh, your shirt off that's um, got event organizer or, you know, things like that. You put it on the back of the chair. Uh, you go and uh-huh. have a dance with uh, with Glenn, as it happened at the time. And I went, we better get out now. We've got to start yeah. organising, you know, getting things. Not one flag was left in that hall. And the two uh, shirts that we took <laughs> off, somebody had got them dancing on the floor. Like, so that's part and part. We went, well, we ain't got to get up there and take them down. Yeah, that's what I said. The cleanup crew is everybody. Yeah, so. yeah, right. Hey, that's that's fun though. That's cool. 
I like that. Well, how'd that come from a Patty question? <laughs> okay. No, other than cool. Patty had gone to all yeah. the IMMs. Okay. I don't know. I I don't even remember what question I uh, I even asked last. <laughs> how many minis do you have? That's, how many that's, minis that's the yeah, fun yeah, part about the Patty Pro. Down to ten. Yeah. I remember that. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. The, Did you know the rabbit hole? Sun, the yeah. guy from Florida gets sunburned from coming to England. It's amazing. So go ahead. Patty strong, question. strong sun over there. Strong sun over there. Uh, we'll end it with this one. Um, what is the most pain in the ass job on the mini? Wow. <laughs> I would, I would probably say clutch. Clutch? Oh, well, clutch. I'd, I'd have to say clutch, I How think. How about floors? Well, oh, yeah, welding. Yeah, that, uh, yeah but that's, that's... You're talking mechanical or yeah, body? Yeah. Any, anything, well, whatever, mechanical yeah. Mechanical is, is a clutch. Because then, then that tied down the... Because we never take the engines out to do... I mean, a lot of people say, well, you've got to take the engine out to do the clutch. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you just jack it up and put it up on one side you can do it but with the yeah. new vertical clutches the the taper that they put on is that tight uh-huh. a fit that they actually weld onto the crank so you have to use a big puller and a, a big like two foot bar you know to prize right. it off and sometimes it's down to uh, a grind what they call them a grinder grinding yeah. wheel to cut the actual clutch oh. off, you know? so that becomes a pain um, but like you say, yeah. welding is always a pain, really. You know, yeah, rough. Yeah, you, cut, yeah. you cut the floor out, and then you have to cut a little bit more out, and then you have to, you, know, you end up being like from a four-inch hole, you end up with a, a six-foot hole. You know? Like I always you say, when you just... sandblast a mini shell, you find one of two colors: silver or clear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. That's for sure. <laughs> Well, gentlemen, I appreciate you being on here. I'm very happy that I set my alarm for uh, 4.45 this morning to get up for this. It was a pleasure. It was a beautiful day. I know. A quick scan of the area? Yeah, let's show the people. This is. I was just going to say it was a beautiful day. Show the people. Uh, Some wiring. done, But we'll see. Okay, here we go. How many minis are there today? Well... Uh, well, I, I, don't know. I don't know if you're talking in caps or upper or lower. Okay, you'll have to guide me. Can you see? Oh, yeah, hold yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. So there's the trader area. Let, tell me if I gotta go higher or lower. No, you're perfect. Stay right. Stay on that plane. Okay. For those that are watching, he's doing a scan here. See the beautiful lake. All... I mean, this this park is amazing. Okay, wait a minute. I got to go back the other way real quick. And there, can you see uh, uh, Himley Hall very well now? My, uh, my, my, your screen went blank, but I'm not sure if it's still recording. I can still hear you. So for the people, hopefully it's, we'll see. I don't know when the recording actually is saved. We'll see if it actually shown all of this, but. Uh. Okay. Well, there you go. And guess where we're going now? <laughs> Still there? No, I'm still here. No, no, no. We're uh, uh, Mike's the one that introduced me to Smoking John Rhodes, so we're gonna go see him after today. 
after, after oh, this cool. event, go, go visit him again. Hey, hey, let him let him know about the podcast. We'll get him on here. <laughs> yeah, I'll ask him. Yeah, I've known Just in passing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've known him like thirty years, forty years. He's always that's been a good awesome. Yeah, he's that's a very, cool. he's a gentleman actually. Very Child much. Yeah. 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 But if he does it, he'd be doing it for me, not for you. Yeah. I've got the bottle of wine. Ah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Boys, I appreciate you. Thank you so much, Mike. Very nice meeting you. Great conversation. I look forward to more in the future at an IMM, at a CMU, at wherever we meet, okay? Sure. If you come to the UK, you're quite welcome to stay with me. No I, I will take There's you up on that. stuff on the walls. Just nick what you want. Just a, it's the same thing. I'll clean up your house by taking all the memorabilia. On the way out, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. He wouldn't know what's missing. I'll tell you that. He would. No, you wouldn't. I've taken stuff twice. Now. You don't know. So, All right, chat guys. With I, you. Yes, yes. Thanks thank for you, having me. Thank us. you. I'll catch you guys on the next one. Uh-huh. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.